Are we recording? Should I click the headphones? <laughs> but yeah, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at DJ Mo City, a.k.a. Iraq's first soundboy, a.k.a. Mo Telecast, a.k.a. The Future. Peace. Urban Life. Neighborhood Venter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. <laughs> the Dukan. Hosted by OT, Toothless, and Ishad. Finishing my handover. Kind of quick. Oh, my... you're talking about home. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just getting done with that. And then I went to a new restaurant that's opening in uh, JLT. It's called... Uh, cocktail kitchen we had a it was like a it was like a gig or something tasting no they, they have a pre-opening so they had us over you did to, a tasting yeah they had so us over. fancy yo you know what it is you know when you got the mustache they invite you to come <laughs> yeah. all kinds of exclusive stuff all so, in yeah. the stash we okay. uh, tried out some new food we uh gave them some hardcore feedback and uh, how was the food food was great yeah. food was great so Service that's not what you told them huh I mean, you had to play it cool, you know? Like co- cocktail shrooms? Uh, no, no, no. It's like uh, European, continental. But they actually specialize in drinks. They have a company called Tonique Consultancy, and they do all these fancy drinks. Uh, drinks were amazing. Non-alcoholic, of oh, course. Oh, that's great. They haven't got their license yet. They haven't got their license yet. But yeah, they're definitely going to do some cool stuff. And after that, we went to the 264 crew headquarters. Where's the headquarters? In uh, Jumeirah Village Triangle. Daniel's it's a house. Place. It's a house, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's, it's the HQ. It's just like our headquarters, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right around the corner, <laughs> right around the corner from Jibbers, uh, from uh, Tooth's Place. Yeah. We, we got stuck in traffic going to Silicon Oasis to pick up uh, some documents. Okay. And then uh, Omar picked me up, and we made our way here did some research about the whole podcast thing and I don't really play too much club music so I wanted the platform where I can actually do, thing. do my thing and also like shine and give other people a bit of like platform to play yeah, their you're music you know? like a lot of people from the region as well and that's uh, that's salute to you well, commendable yeah try to have some special guests yes, and yes. Uh, the takeover <laughs> that was actually <laughs> I'm bad really about that <laughs> I was <laughs> I just like yo listen I'm just gonna like Take something on, on the podcast and he's like yeah okay fine cool then I just gave him a full podcast with me talking and freestyling <laughs> and I really want to do a podcast <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of when you're doing a weekly podcast it becomes uh, challenging to have fresh content every week you know I have a lot of music that I've got from the last like few years of like just downloading and listening to music but in the podcast I always try to keep 50% of the content uh, fresh, like current music, you know. So the podcast goes up on Wednesday. A lot of music is usually released on Mondays all over the world. Yeah. So I have like two days to do some research, download some music, beg people on Twitter for exclusive content. Wow, like the, no way. They give you exclusive content? Yeah. like If you uh, just ask like that? Yeah. Basically, yeah. You just wow. have to ask. You. Yeah. So on uh, the last episode of 2015, I put a post on Twitter, Instagram, just like, you know, send me some exclusive stuff. And I think, yeah, I had like six, seven unreleased, will never be released tracks played on the podcast. That's cool. I had some amazing special guests last year. And yeah, 
the idea of the podcast is maybe one day it goes on some online radio show or mm. just keep pushing content. Fingers crossed. Content. Yeah, let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, speaking of like the exclusives, I remember when I was doing radio, I actually got lucky with it. Um, you guys are familiar with the Yancey boys, right? Ella yeah, J, yeah. Dilla's younger brother. Yeah, yeah. So they released um, at some point a track with uh, Common, Quicksand. And, yo, I fell in love with that. I actually hit him up and luckily worked at a radio back then to help. Like, hey, you guys, you know, I'm from so-and-so radio station. Y'all hook me up, you know, would love to get the track and play it on the show. They ended up sending me the clean cut, the, <laughs> the, whole, <laughs> the, the rough cut, the director's the rough, cut, uh, the instrumental, uncut. like a whole package of just that single, right? Which is great. Like, if you actually just ask somebody, you yeah. get answers, you exactly, know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. really like the NC boys, to be honest. Dude, I love the instrumentals. Yeah, what the Dude, beats? Because they're, they, they're Dilla's. They, they were messing with Dilla, right? Yeah, they're messing yeah, with Dilla's yeah. beats because he's Dilla's younger brother. Mm. So he. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he might be coming out to Dubai. Really? Oh, for real? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe next month. Maybe the month after. Okay, no I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. yeah so. It's like all right. cool, man. Yeah, we like him. Now you ought to get like front row seats. Like, yeah, I like them. Oh, they're my favorite. So now they're gonna hear a podcast and be like, "Yo, you don't like us." <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying you're going to hand in your papers to Ohm? Yeah. So that means Kalas, what's the plan? Yeah, 31st of December was my last day with OHM events. Now the plan for 2016 is to focus more on uh, me, because I spent the last 14 years promoting other people, mm-hmm. which is cool, I will still do that, but I need to focus on what my plan is, what I'm going to do, you know, because I'm like going to be 29 in two months and uh, I need to get my life together. You want to get married? I don't know about get married. Maybe get married to get a passport. <laughs> yeah. No, but you said get myself together. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, stop being broke. Stop uh, not having an unstable life, you know. And wow. especially when you're from Iraq, uh, a lot of challenges traveling, you know. Wow. And I missed, I missed a bunch of massive shows because of visas and shit like that. Right, so, you were booked for shows and you couldn't attend just because. Yeah, of like I had a show. I was playing the official selection party in Amsterdam dance event, which is one of the biggest. Oh, dance damn! Yeah, but I didn't Whoa, get my visa on time, so I missed the show. But I landed like a day later, and I met shit, with yeah. everybody. And uh, yeah, so you're in touch with like everyone. Yeah, we did the we did the selection party in Casa Latina uh, with Mr. Carmack, Joe K, and uh, the Hooligan. But Carmack and Joe K missed their flight. It was on a Wednesday night last year. Not a lot of people knew about it. I had no idea. Yeah, it was actually. Mr. Mubarak. Was what is that? A pizza? Do brother? Was getting. It was a smashing gig actually on a Wednesday night. We announced it five days. That gig happened through Twitter. Somebody hit up Carmack saying hit up Mo City because they were going to South Africa and they had a layover in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. I hit them up on Twitter. And okay. We connected. I always promoted like the crew, the sound of the future, and uh, managed to do a gig with them on a Wednesday night. Two days before the gig, somehow Prince announced the secret concert. Oh yeah, I remember that. And we're like, does Prince really have to play the same way we did the selection party? It was on a Wednesday, but we had like 250 people show up to Casa Latina. Yo. So good. The hooligan played a three-hour set. Uh, yeah, just keep pushing the boundaries with that. Like, okay. Very stuff, man. Yo, yeah, like for real. Like I think um, you kind of came into the spotlight, at least uh, with with the whole selection movement and the, the stuff that you've been doing during Soul DXB. Like I was surprised. Like I was walking around, and then all of a sudden I see Jordan Rukai playing down at the Puma, Puma stand, and then 
uh, the next day we had I'm Nobody and like just the, yeah. the whole list of artists that were there. Um, and then I asked around and they're like, yeah, like Mo City was handling all the music for Soul DXB. Yeah. Um, I thought like, dude, props, like that was that was an amazing move bringing these guys out here. It was really amazing. Never before, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think uh, a lot of credibility happened after like uh, programming Meet D3, which is a massive event. Actually, after that event, I kind of believe that I can actually have something here, you know? Mm. We brought all kinds of musicians, DJs, producers. True. And that was semi-supported by the government. So I was like, there's That's definitely nice, something yeah. to it's do here, you know? Yeah. And uh, again, that happened through like OM being such a hub for underground alternative music for the last like nine, ten years That's in the true. UAE, you know? Mm. So people trust them and I kind of just yeah. picked up from where they've been doing things, you know, and try to add a different flavor from the house and techno yeah. scene. And and what do you classify that sound as? Beats, uh, indie, alternative, non-commercial, accessible in ways. But yeah, I mean, just hip hop. I don't know, fun music. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't don't tag don't tag shit. Don't <laughs> put it in brackets. Yeah. yeah. Really because going towards you know progressive, I guess. Exactly right. We we've, we've spoken about it a bunch of times. Like we always saw it as a as a new progressive sound, but it's sort of um like an alternative urban culture that's brewing mm-hmm. and you know like we we discussed it multiple times like every time we kick it and um even like with Faraz's mixes and uh like that he's been messing around with and all that um the sound is becoming a new um it's sort of a, an empowerment of the little guys it gives them a chance to sort of experiment regardless which part of the world they come from and then you start to sort of bring all of that into one place and facilitate that whether it be through Soul DXB through your podcast through um, multiple music platforms that are out there and what are my question is what are, what are your views on this movement like where do you think it could be heading uh, it's heading definitely to the bigger stages getting more like uh, mainstream bigger people are now taking notice of this kind of sound but the idea is like selection is just one outlet, you know. It's just one. Exactly. Selection. Before, actually, I found before, so sorry much to other... interrupt, but before selection, there was multiple of outlets. Yeah, like whether well, Radio Juicy, um, like a yep. lot of, but in Europe mostly, but no, nobody's heard of them. That's why I remember I was saying in the voice note, I was like, why, why them? Well, all of a sudden, they they like blew up, and it's everybody it's, knows them now. That's a good question. It's because of the social media. They uh, they definitely so, kill. They're better than other people on social media. So, they have a good team behind them. I mean, I can tell you the whole like uh, selection is uh, actually started off in like some dude's basement, you know, uh, Joe K, and he was in partnership with a French guy called Ninety Six. Yeah, I, I think Ninety Six is actually the guy who came up with the name, but Ninety Six is no longer part of selection because he was he was never around. He was too no, far he was, away. And he was stuff, in, right? He was so he's basically from France. But 96 is uh, Guillaume, that's his name. He's, he's basically, he's much more into like uh, a more alternative sound than Selection. So like some of the earlier content was really, I would say, more beatsy, more underground. And then obviously yeah. like with the whole K Tronada releases and stuff, things got more popular. SoundCloud started popping off. But uh, through... Uh, through the whole Selection thing, I got to find out about Guillaume, who's the one of the founders of Selection. He's from Paris. He runs his own label. It's called Cosmonostro Records. So if you like Selection, you want to go a little bit more underground, you're going to go through these other labels, you know, like Cosmonostro. I actually give credit to Bandcamp for this because I 
I listen to a weekly show called uh, Bandcamp Weekly by a guy called Andrew Jervis. That's why. Uh, that's a my, podcast? That's a weekly podcast wow. by Bandcamp for okay. Bandcamp content. That's oh, my that's biggest. That's really, I didn't know they had that. That's, yeah, me neither. If you just go to Bandcamp on the homepage, it has Bandcamp Weekly. Okay. I uh, get my. That's my main inspiration. Like the Selection Radio and Andrew Jervis was my inspiration to start my own podcast. I uh, actually probably like play two tracks from Bandcamp Weekly at every Motelecast because he's always on point putting out new music. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, you listen to other shows, you kind of take bits and pieces and you stitch them up with whatever you're finding or stuff that you think is cool or different. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that. And the name the name of the podcast is I used to be obsessed with Nutella for a while, you know? <laughs> so Motella, I was like, yeah, I mean, let's kind of come up with something different. And that's how... Motella. That's pretty cool, man. That's amazing. And I think the best part is as long as there's always pe- that kind of people putting out that kind of content, you're never going to run out of music to play on your show. Yeah. So that's always a plus. Yeah. Okay, but well, bring it back though. You said, okay, so now the next step is to figure out what you want to do for yourself. You need to promote yourself because you've been doing events for other people all this time. Uh, and you want to put yourself out there more as a sort of artist or a personality, right? Yeah. Well, that means yeah. you want to do shows, right? Sure. I mean, my I specialize in curation, you know. I I curate festivals, events, brands, everything. So my me as a I consider myself like a music activist/entrepreneur, you know. Mm. I don't just DJ, you know. I mm. kind of put things together. Okay. So focus on that, you know, whether it's curating my own festival, which is the ultimate dream. The dream is going to happen this year, you know. I found some sort of a location. Okay. I originally wanted to do the festival in India. But now there's a lot of stuff popping off in India. I it's big in India now, right? It's, it's huge really in, India. Massive. Off in India. That's where my that's like my home, you know. That's my that's my place. But I need to. I'm more of a leader than a follower, you know. So I'm not gonna go to a place that already has something happening. Right. I was part of the earlier process of building an alternative music scene in India, but now I'm gonna take it a step further and go to a place that I've never been to before. I'm all, I'm just gonna say. I might move to North Africa okay. and do something over Ooh. there. <laughs> so, but, but North Africa, like infrastructure-wise, is it is it too early to go in there, or is well, what's going on over there? there like, do you need infrastructure? Of course, man, you need support. He's gonna go in alone. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I mean, there are people already on ground right now. Some great homies. Who, You've connected with people. No, over. people from Dubai that quit their jobs, they got done with the corporate life, and they just moved to a place okay. in I'm not gonna say where. Yeah. Until <laughs> things are final, but yeah. There are people on ground. I have tie-ups with a lot of friends from school days during my India time. Mm. So, yeah, we are looking at... I'm looking at launching a festival towards the end of the year, hopefully. Dude. North Africa has a lot of world music-centered festivals, right? Exactly. It is, yeah. I love Dude. that shit. And not just that. I mean, North Africa is a, it's like an origin for a lot of music genres as oh, well. Yes, like, the rhythm, yes. Mm. As a location, musically speaking, the inspirations that you're going to find around you, like... Phenomenal. We're not just going to go take over and bring international musicians. We're going to no. go there and embrace Cre- this. Yeah, scene. exactly. Right, create, that's the best way. Create yep. like uh, even like ways that the locals can make a little bit of money. The locals can showcase or sell their things. And just like, we like don't want to just... sustainable business. Yeah, we but don't want to come and invade, you know. We want to come and like participate in making the place better. And yeah, that's legit. Better, you know, so... Yeah. My inspiration to that is Croatia. Because obviously like there's a huge 
UK mafia that kind of invaded Croatia and started doing festivals there. It started off with one festival in 2006. Now there's about 35 festivals in Croatia. Every year. Yeah, so... Yeah, I went to my first festival there. I was like, what the hell is going on? But these guys are making money? Yeah, they're definitely making money. But who's making money? The events guys or the artists? Well... Some of the artists make money, the bigger artists, but the event companies that throw these festivals, they obviously make money. That's the thing, man. Yeah. The artists are still aren't getting paid yet. That's still the biggest problem here, too, you know? They call you last minute, yo, can you DJ? 500 like, yeah, dirhams, I'm down if to you're DJ, like bro, but like, you know, you got a budget, you got equipment. You're like, no, I thought you come with your own equipment. I'm not, how do I, I'm a DJ, dude. I got USBs. And I play on USBs right now. I just show up and, like, plug and play. Mm. They're like, yeah, but can you bring your laptop? Like, for what? Like, you, they always... I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to change, actually. Is like, you ex, you, your, part of your expectation is that they have the equipment on, on things, You should right? have. But ideally... You should, right? Yeah, yeah ideally, that, that's the minimum expectation. For well, yeah, because you have, a, like, a rider. Everybody should have a rider. But this thing is not understood over here. Or last minute, you know, there's problems with everybody. Even the bigger promoters, you know? Like, I don't even want to name people. But, like, some of the biggest festival organizers, they... They always mistreat the local artists sure. or right. not give them enough value or shine, you know, like they contact Malika. They're like, yo, do you want to open for Snoop Dogg? Like, yeah, I want to I want to play with Snoop Dogg. I mean, I want to be part of that concert. But mm. yeah, we actually don't have budgets for you, which is bullshit. Yeah, you're going to fly Snoop Dogg in. And you don't have 13 budget? people That's or true. and then you say you don't want to yeah. pay for you know, it's a very hard-working it's, artist it's a from the region line, to go perform and do her thing. And then what? Like, what do you expect? And you have all them? these guys on ground, all these different artists locally that you could source. Like, you could have had twice as good as of a gig yeah. just by sourcing these regional local artists. Exactly. For something like that, is it basically who whose responsibility is it? I.e., is it on the artist? Is it on the promoter? Is it on the event organizer? Because when you're talking about musicians, you're talking about artists here, there's, there are a lot of them. Like, you have all the options that you want to work with, right? There's not a lot of artists. There's a lot of DJs. This is, a, this is more of a DJ scene. Is it? Yeah. And they kind of put other people. It's like, yeah, just book a DJ because DJ can just come and rock it's cheaper. out. There's like... 300 DJs who play Deep House and then you're like yo what about the guys who've been doing it for 10 years what about the guys who are singing what about the guys who have studios what about the guys who have bands you know they should get a little bit of shine cause well, it's, basic, like, it's basic economics right I can pay what 1500 2000 2500 or a DJ a couple hours no, I don't know I get that is. but my, quest- finish. my question yeah. is it's a perception issue. There's a lack of value as a perception of the artist. No, no, it's. I think it's an economic value issue because if 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 you can create economic value, these guys they're robots for money, right? I mean, I'm not trying to be like cool, but like we are robots for money. If 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 that can generate more value to them than a DJ, they'll book them. Very simple, man. If 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 you are a band that could like fill, pack a house to full plus extra, you think they won't get you? They'll die and get you, man. It's economics. They, man. Yes, it's economics. Yeah. They want to make money. They even promote us. Their job, the goal is I get, to sell the... I'm all for that, right? I'm all f- I, I get the, the economics of it, that it's all about making the money, mm. right? Mm. But as I was saying, like certain artists, certain bands, they have their following. Mm-hmm. Similarly, just the way, granted, D, it's a DJ city, but you know, all these artists, they have their following as well. Mm-hmm. If I brought four or five of them together, then I would get me a number of attendees, right? Or even if I get one but, of them... With a band, that would give me a number of attendees, wouldn't it? But I'll, I'll, that's po- probably correct, right? And I'm, I've seen it work, yes, but it's not scalable. Because it, 
you can do that once you can do that twice with the span of a couple months in between but you cannot repeat that it's not scalable um you'll successfully throw off one event but as you keep repeating it because there's limited venues here and people yeah. get used to show quickly they're like yeah hey, okay you know what i mean mm-hmm. so they will not, they will not keep coming back the audience here is not that loyal too you know and when you have like great True. DJs or great performers who perform five days a week then i could go see this person any other Anytime. day on pizza express or xyz you know yeah. so when you as an artist don't know how to place yourself or don't know how to choose your great shows scarcity and then it becomes like why am i going to go book five local artists or DJs and you know i know all these guys can go and do their same thing in like the next day at another club when i can bring one international they've never seen and kind of i mean the focus here is kind of mixed you know uh it is sad that a lot of the local DJs or performers undervalue themselves but that kind of hurts everybody there's a whole research that infusion magazine did mm-hmm. about like how DJs kind of now pay to play and uh, they pay to play yeah i heard yeah, about that what does that mean like a lot of this whole like deep house shit, like derp house or whatever the they derp call it like house. what's derp house just bad deep oh, house. Like bad house uh, crap they, house they, just, they all they Shanty all have the house. same playlist they all wear the same long black v-neck t-shirts with oh. nike shoes skinny jeans okay i mean it's not it's like you don't even know if these guys are hip-hop or techno <laughs> you know the whole like hip-hop scene now is like with future crazy. and all these yeah, guys yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. all into that like goth goth look yeah. you know yeah, yeah. so like at times yeah. you know we have karak beats and uh in jw marriott there's two venues next to us one is deep like which VIP, is like a house uh yeah. venue and then there's vip like everybody who comes to Karak Beats is more like open minded they don't care about what they're wearing they're, they're, they're not style they're fresh you know but they're yeah. fresh in their own way but on the other end there are these armies of people who wear like men they wear like dresses like the skirt yeah, shirt yeah. the skirt shirt yeah. with like oh, white man. text on it yeah. and a v-neck <laughs> and I'm like yo and what, what looks like a, a blood bandana yeah, attached to the skirt shirt, shirt at the bottom but they're with the trend that's now but that's because it's that's, now that's yeah. the hype you yeah. know that's what the problem here is people follow hype you know mm. I can bring a DJ and just create that crazy hype and he's just nobody and like mm. people end up coming and they might be shocked like oh what is this you know mm. I don't like this and then and it could be good it could be bad you know but here people follow the hype more well so this discussion so what we've basically said right so we've been here we're here for ages right and mm. we've seen it all being discussed all, uh, over yeah. again right yeah. so it's the same old i've seen the discussion before same we don't even need their labels you are going to start our own label yeah you don't need them this, anymore but this is the thing so i'm saying we've passed this point where we have to keep wondering why local artists aren't getting shined by promoters we know it's not going to happen we have to sort of address a new question because i think um the bigger question is what is the sound of this place we need a sound yeah. why and this makes actually like from from the economics perspective the commercial perspective this makes absolute sense because if you're going to sell music you need to have a product people think the product is just like this amy winehouse rip off or whatever rip off you know but that's not the product because when you go into market you need a what a usp a unique selling point sure. right yep. what is a unique selling point here we don't have a unique, unique selling point and i I'm, i'm saying that as a person who makes music that is derived of pure western inspiration right i've even reached the point where i'm like okay what's the next thing because i can do this for days i can do this for days i know how it works i want to do something new and i think The question that needs to be put out there is what is the UAE sound and in the search to answer that we will create something that's very 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 interesting whether it makes money or not hopefully it does but the fact that it's it's interesting and innovative 
it should be the driving factor alone people can keep their day jobs do whatever they need to do to like pay the bills but keep working on them see that's the difference what i come in and say like people have jobs and people have music as their job you know see this is the difference between me and other people you know mm-hmm. music is my full time job making people exposed to new music this is my full time job you know when i look at other promoters and they have full time jobs where they actually get paid from bigger companies to do what they're good at mm. and then at night once a month they promote music they book a big artist no we can't do that you know you this is a causes fu- a problem yeah it causes a problem because we're doing this full time to try to create like an alternative scene one more thing is like we don't want to complain we don't want to say oh dubai doesn't have this dubai doesn't have that mm. what we're trying to do is actually create the change you know I face this problem with many other promoters who are not full-time promoters, you know, who are not full-time into music, you know. That's what kind of creates the differences. You either if you want to release albums, if you want to drop EPs, if you want to play concerts, you got to let everything go and just focus on that. I know it's not realistic. That's why the struggle is real here. The struggle is the struggle like, yeah, because of you know, the like reason. You know, like not knowing yeah. what, how, when am I going to pay my Feb rent? When am I going to play pay my March rent? But ultimately like when I sleep at night, I think that I'm doing my part in like trying to create a difference in the city rather than complaining that oh there's not enough cool shit in Dubai. Right. There's more cool shit in Dubai now than ever, you know? Yo, Because it people used to are be dry, bro. People <laughs> are working, you know. I've I've only been here for 18 months and I've seen the city grow so much mm-hmm. compared to like other cities that sure. I've lived at or I've I've spent time in a few different places, but there's definitely a a fast growth and people are kind of people are hungry for it, man. I met kids at like this weekend at Coos Fest in Al Sarkal Avenue. Mm. Met this Lebanese girl who's 21 years old and she's like, "Yeah, I produce music." I'm like, "Okay. I mean, yeah, sure, you produce music." Then she sent me her SoundCloud. She actually makes like jazzy hip hop beats. No like, way. Nice. She studies in AUD. We met another 15-year-old kid from Ukraine and he's like, "Yeah, I make like dark electronica." But what? what the hell are you talking about? And he just <laughs> sent us this music and it sounds yeah. like some kid in like <laughs> Berlin or New York or yeah. you know anywhere in the world, you know? So there are these people, they just don't know where to go, they don't know where to hang out or how to channel this energy. I know what you're saying. Um my my only oh, thing is on. I was going to ask you. <laughs> you just interrupted like, without the hand. Like he just jumps in. Yeah, yeah, I mean my hands right here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I um it's just that there's a point that you said about um okay, no, we should take this full time and and the struggle is real. Yeah, it is. But the struggle is real also for the artists who are who are trying to to keep a day job but at the same time trying to up uh, Yeah, will to keep the day job because the struggle the music, is real, you know? It's it's as it's as real, bro. When, like, when was the last time you had a show? Oh, Where? I can't even remember. What Two was it? Like music room or something? No, yeah. was it? No, no. It was yeah, it was. JBR. Yo, the <laughs> night the night JBR. before Soul DXB. No, yeah, what's Soul DXB. what's the point yeah. you're making? You're trying to I make mean, a point. I, like you guys are dope lyricists, you know, and I'm. I've probably seen you perform one time mm. and you two times maybe, you know. Mm. It's a shame because I think you need to do this more often because. I mean you have you have you have the content but where are you displaying this how are people going to know that there are two dope MCs in the city when I as a promoter have only seen you once or twice you know like but I've we've answered that I know question. it's a, like no 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 I know what you're saying but I maybe I'm wrong you sad can, for me you can correct I, me at any point right uh because we've done this for this this length of time I personally I don't see any value of pushing to perform here right um 
We also talked about scarcity. <coughs> so I maintain a scarcity as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's dope. Yo, yeah, I move select, select my shows. <laughs> but also kind of not of choice. But I, I, because it works both ways. But I'm not in a rush to perform because as far as I'm concerned, it's not going to change anything by just performing here. Change, mm. Performing here doesn't change anything to me. Performing, okay. You know what I mean? Performing outside, yes. But to get outside, you need to promote yourself, no. blah, blah, blah. No, to get outside, you need to conquer your city. You need to have kids who go to school here listening to your music on their headphones. Yeah, to go true, outside, you need to have your music being played, whether it's on the radio or in TV ads. Of course, the content is real and everything is real. But for you to go outside, you need to be recognized in your own place. And that's the thing. People focus on... How can I go play a show in New York? How, how can I go rock in Europe? No, nah, man, you got to rock Dubai first before you can go rock yeah. outside. You know? mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. I, I always wanted to go to Europe. I always wanted to play shows and play music to people who know the lyrics and all. But then I, I was living in India and we struggled. We played venues. I played shows for two people, maybe even a hundred shows for 10 people, you know. But we slowly, gradually built and conquered the scene where we were. Later on, people took recognition that these guys are doing something legit. Mm. They're focused on building a scene in their own city before going outside and getting that shine. Of course, as an artist, you want to get signed by a good label. You no, want to get we don't. Actually, I, well, I don't want to get signed by a good label. I'd rather push my own. But the thing is, is just like he said, we have been doing this for, for, for okay. many, many years. Yeah? But and we've, we've seen it come and go. And we've seen a lot of promoters come and go. And people come and talk and they go. That's the problem. There's, there is no main thing that we can, right, we can hold on to. Okay, here, here's another question, right? Is it that... Uh, like, two questions, actually. One, and this is, like, for any of you guys. One, is it because it's a transient city? It the is. fact that people keep going, coming in and out? You know, people always coming in with a short-term plan, right? I want to do two, three, four, five years and then, you know, collect some money, save up and bounce, go back home, mm. right? I haven't saved anything. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to save over here. It is. It's difficult. Credit card, 30 years here and nothing. Right? Well, it's negative. Emirates MBE <laughs> sending me messages. When are you going to pay your credit card? I get an email. <laughs> They're asking you for your money. Uh, <laughs> right? Or is it the... The, the, the lack of hunger because you're being secured by a day job as opposed to that's putting point. out that struggle which point. is your yeah. most city's point that's right like point. you know okay, because I, because you're, you have that you have the backup cushion of those doesn't work out I still got my 9 to 5 as opposed to the one who's cushion, just bro. okay it's what is not, it it's not it's not it is what it is it's real like I mean um, I don't know about other artists or other Yo, he's got to take care of his family I have a family he's got exactly. I'm not exactly. going to let them go because of my you passion your, for music yeah. like that's that's what's up but I will never I can't do that you cannot jeopardize I come it. from that culture where I can't of course you know, family comes first like that, yeah, yeah no doubt so um, yani, at the same time if I was to, to see any type of traction that is happening um, here um, I meet the people or, or the, the commercial aspect of it halfway I would leave it I would leave my job any day so if if it, if it wasn't for the responsibilities you're here on your own just doing you Tabaan, dude it would be a completely different I like concept at all yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't give a shit about me like but you got souls attached to you bro. yeah no doubt that's, we all and do. that's why I'm saying the struggle is real here too you know? yeah for sure could have do and their own kind of like circumstance yeah um, you know so 
But I disagree with Jibba saying like, oh, you have to make it outside. Like, no, I no, never no. said you have to or make like it outside. Or like you're trying to go outside. No, I'm saying that the 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 the, gen- the general idea is that you you would want to make it outside. This is what I was trying to say. Like, but every artist has their own reasons. Like me, I've done enough uh, self searching to under to understand that the drive that pushes me to make music uh, it waxes and wanes. Like. I don't need this thing to make it anymore. I I I got rid of that. Like my thing for making music was when I first came to this country, um, I saw a lot of racism. And me being a Sri Lankan, it pissed me the hell off because you feel powerless about like trying to put yourself out there and be taken at face value. You know what I mean? Uh, when I finally ran into these guys and they were doing music, I I saw that there was an opportunity for me to grow and I worked on it. And I told myself I'm gonna be such a good rapper that nobody's gonna see my race anymore. You know what I mean? And it happened. Nobody sees my race. You know what I mean? Like you can't recognize where the hell I'm from. You know, when I spit, nobody knows. They ask, "Where's this guy from?" I achieved that. Once I achieved that, that I had no. F- yeah, yeah true. One, once I finished that, like I had got to the point where there was a distribution arrangement. All these types of things started coming around me. When I got further into it, I, the the taste for it got lost because I realized this, I didn't want what they were offering. I completed my mission. Then I went into like a depression for two years, wondering like what I've spent years mastering this skill. What am I going to gain from it anymore? You understand what I'm trying to say? To the point where I get even tired of rapping because I'm I don't want I have nothing to say. I'm not angry anymore. Mm. But the, the mix of hungry. No, angry. Okay. Angry and hungry. So anger was the message. anger finished. Okay. The anger anger finished because I got I'm, what do I need? What do I need to prove? Now you, you can know? make sexy music. Sexy music. <laughs> I'm thinking of like just making instrumental music. That's like no voices. Like why do I need to speak you know, anymore? Yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say? I stopped playing vocal music. I I used to. I started off as a hip hop DJ in 2008. Right. I stopped playing hip hop or rap, yeah. and I went into reggae because it was more conscious music. More conscious music. I got back into like hip hop in like 2012. I started playing beats. I categorized myself on like SoundCloud or Facebook as elevator music because yeah. I play loungy beats. <laughs> right. People are like. What Is elevator music. I'm just like listen to it in a hotel room. Yeah, you know. Let people, people be. You know what I mean. Jazz, man. You hear that people yeah. want to it. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe here they don't get the concept that you can play some 90 BPM. People can actually have a good time and dance to it. Yeah. But in other places, they do. I mean, they do. Like this legendary party in LA called Low End Theory, where people oh, like yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know about that. Yeah. They play weird music. They play yeah. alien music. Bro. Like we had Daedalus, the guy from Low End Theory. He's one of the OGs. He come out here and play. And people didn't know. I mean, we built such a good hype around it. The, so, the show sold out, but when they entered the room, it was they like they couldn't this, handle him. They I couldn't mean, uh, fathom. They, they didn't know. They didn't know. He's crazy too. He has like crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy is like Akhtabul. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> he's like. <laughs> so that that's like yeah, it's like psychedelic hip hop, you know. Yeah, and people are like, what the hell is this? Sh-? You know. You know his wife, Laura Darlington. Yeah, she's the one uh, always with the flying blows. Yeah, yeah. So she's they both they got married and changed their names insane. to Darlington. Like, who does that? <laughs> It's 2016. I didn't know there yeah, was anybody called. Like, <laughs> But he well, is probably the nicest dude I've ever met in like the last three four years, and he's a guy who educated me about my coffee. Uh, I love coffee, <laughs> and for me, like coffee, music, food, they all some way go hand in hand. So we brought this guy Alfred Darlington, aka Daedalus, to Dubai, and we did the sound check at Casa Latina, and he's like, "We have to go to uh, Cafe Rider." Like, what do you want to do in Cafe Rider, man? Let's get some food and then go to the show. He's like, "No, we have to go meet Dimitri." Like, is Dimitri? He's like, "Dimitri is the second best coffee maker in the world," and he's like, "What? What, what are you talking about?" So then 
we got into this conversation, this whole thing called third wave coffee, you know, is when now making coffee became like science. People make sure that the amount of hot water and coffee beans are crushed in the right... Man, it's, it's very deep. So I was like, okay, let's just go. We took a taxi from Barsha at 7 p.m. We have a show at 10. We went to Cafe Rider to meet Dimitri. We get into Cafe Rider. It's a place where they pimp out bikes and stuff, but they have Dimitri standing in the back. Dimitri approaches us. I mean, Alfred has this epic sideburn, and I had a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this Russian guy, Dimitri, comes up to us. He's like, oh, you guys are cool. We're like, yo. So I'm, I'm just standing. I'm like, so he's like, what do you guys do? And we're like, yo, I mean, I'm a promoter, a DJ. And Alfred actually is a friend of the world champion coffee maker in the world who's a friend of Dimitri so he told like the friend told told Alfred to go meet Dimitri and have the best coffee in Dubai so Dimitri was overwhelmed that somebody traveled from LA to Dubai in the search of the best coffee to find Dimitri and then I was with him I like coffee I love Turkish coffee I was living in Turkey I was banging out that Turkish coffee I like coffee I had a lot of Nescafe in my life, which I regret. <laughs> I've been to Europe, I've had espressos, you know, but when we met Dimitri, everything took a whole major turn, you know. Now I study coffee, you know, like for me, what? you know, like there's, there's wine, whiskey, all these things, people go like out. Like connoisseur their, yeah, things, yeah. Yeah, so coffee was my thing. Like last year, I got into coffee big time, you know. So Alfred was like, okay, we'll start with a single espresso, then we'll go into this. And I'm like, also oh, he like, like this situation, like yo, a process. Like. Yo, I'm telling you, bro, this not a joke so we started off with like a tequila kind of shot which was the single espresso uh from guatemala and then we got into like uh, long black and then th- th- there's a lot of science behind it basically i had the best coffee in my life through alfred wow. darlington in wow. dubai at cafe rider and then i slowly started looking up and asking dimitri like how do we go about this you know because i travel so every time i travel to europe or anywhere else i go and search for Third wave coffee shops. For Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for my own Different Dimitri. Dimitris around the world. So Dimitri is so bad that he, they actually brought Dimitri to Sharjah to train the guys at Ratio, Ratio's yeah, Coffee the Shop. Coffee shop yeah. So Ratio's Coffee Shop is like the second third wave coffee shop in the UAE. And now there's another one. So the coffee culture goes with music. You know, I'm actually going to start a mixtape uh, thing. like coffee and beats, you know. Okay. When, it, when you have your morning coffee, what kind yes. of beats you want to listen oh, to? Nice. When you have your afternoon coffee, nice. what kind of beats you want to listen to? That's interesting. So for me, like food, coffee, and music, they all go hand in hand. And I educated myself through these guys about like coffee because we don't want to be drinking that whack Nescafe shit anymore, yep. you know. So yeah, I mean, if you want to get into it, just look up like third wave coffee yeah. shops. Uh, Nescafe is your first wave. European coffee shops are your second wave. That's like your regular, you know, Nespresso's first wave. Yeah, cafes in Europe, that's the second wave. Third wave is when they made that science, you know. They actually measure how many milligrams of coffee and water, hot water, how long they interact with each other to give you the best taste, you know. Yeah. So, yes, go out there. We we should actually have like a coffee. I'm I'm far away from this, but what's up with this like uh, cat... Poop and like that is some expensive shit. That is that, that is the most expensive That is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I know a friend who has a bag of that, but it's like some high grade. Basically, bag it up. <laughs> <laughs> like he got that connect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's a monkey. Monkey it's piss. Cat- 
Apparently, like, monkey spit. Monkey spit. A monkey goes, okay, and he, he goes to the, to the fruit of the coffee or whatever. He, he eats, eats it. it. And he yeah. eats the it bean. Yeah. He, because he picks the most, like... The high grade. Yeah, exactly. And he shit and you take it and you... You gotta clean that doo-doo and get that good coffee out of But no, there's a, there's a great coffee culture growing in the UAE, which is amazing. You know, when there's something like that catching on here, you realize that everything has, like, a great outlet and people are actually now caring on how they can get that high-grade stuff, you know? Mm. By high grade, what I mean is like you want to inject your body with something good. You know, if you're mm. going to drink coffee, coffee is anyways not that good for you. But now the research is saying that maybe coffee can be good for you. You know, coffee can help you like come over certain things, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So on the weekend, I met another guy who are like seven fortunes. It's a local roastery. Mm. Uh, Egyptian guy went to school in Canada, decided to came to back to Dubai and he couldn't have good coffee. So he started roasting his own beans. But yeah, we'll get more into the coffee thing on the mixtape, you know, when we start doing these coffee yeah. beats, you know. Mm. But yeah, coffee, coffee is Coffee and important. beats. Yeah. How did we get here? How did we start? Coffee is an inspiration. I was man. talking about Daedalus. Like Daedalus and Dimitri. Dimitri. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, So I was having bad coffee for 27 years until I went to meet Dimitri. Which you guys... Yeah. Yo, we got to go meet Dimitri. I don't like, mind, straight up. I don't mind yeah. checking the place out. Like, yeah. I, I, I was ha- never big into coffee, honestly. I'm I want to hang guy. out with Dimitri now. Just Dimitri doesn't hang out. Dimitri <laughs> makes good coffee and walks That's away. It. <laughs> Guy's got a family. And but yeah, he doesn't want to hang out with him. Coming back... He might. The, I don't the, know. You should look him up. The whole Dubai scene and all that. I did, there's one more point that I want to um, emphasize on this basically like how you bring it back it's seasonal six months yeah. of the no four to five months of the year nothing how do you expect you make your money out of that Definitely. is that because of the weather only now Feb like yeah but that's what I'm saying it's because that, of that's the weather, weather related I know I know but like it's that, weather and then Ramadan though. hits and stuff yeah, yeah like like there are reasons for those seasonalities isn't it I do understand yeah. there are but this is, this is the reality of it. It you is. Know? But you think we're like too cynical mm. from our perspective? perspective I don't know. I mean, saying. it really depends. You know, you got, I, I can't really judge or say anything like that. But yeah, no comments. Because what, what he's saying, I agree with. But at the same time, you get jaded, right? When you stay here for too long and stuff. You know what I mean? You start saying, ah, it's all, and then you just kind of sit and don't do anything about it, right? Well, there are people trying to... A lot of people have been doing, you know, we're just like part of the whole big scene that's happening, you know? Mm. And a lot of people come from abroad and they're shocked with how cool the scene is here, you know? And Really? Yeah, I mean, there is an alternative scene. There's a couple that moved from New York and they found out about one of our events on Resident Advisor. And they're like, you know, we heard about Dubai, we heard about these VIP clubs and all, and but we landed here, you know? If you want to find something, if you want to find your crew, if you want to find your sound... You gotta go out there and look for it, you know. Of course, yeah, yeah. definitely. People are slowly, you know, having their own kind of like opinion, and they're not being, you know, like force-fed music that they don't want to deal with. Mm. Younger audience, younger kids, you know. Like, I was hanging out like on Friday with young kids, you know, like 18, 16 year old kids, and they're talking about music that we listen to. They know about every selection artist. They know about low end yeah. theory. They know about Flying Lotus, and they're like. The sad part is we can't actually go to the go club there and because we're young, you know? And we don't want to do that whole fake ID. So mm. we actually talked about, like, maybe how can we do a show Without for these kids without alcohol, so you know? You can. Like the picnic. There's a venue oh, for that, man. 
That has that's more families and shit. And again, that's like hit them with a flying lotus that like, one time. That's yeah, isn't that like lemon jam? Flying lotus once. Flying lotus a lemon jam. No, <laughs> chilling with the kids playing around. Oh, you got to bring it in the educational part of things. You know, you bring people who are credible, like Narsi, or other people who are respected, and not considered just rappers. You know, you know when they put rap when they're selling chicken, fast food, they put a kid with like. Rap, like a funny yeah. hair and then like a kicks a football around and raps some dinky <laughs> yeah. rap about Probably a football like and chicken. Probably like the latest Pepsi campaign. Uh, yeah. Know? My thing is that when you know you're so- talking about you know they're trying to sell chicken or they're trying to sell soda drinks, that is advertising trying to take advantage of a, of a culture they think they they of a culture they know it exists, but then they try to manipulate it without really understanding the grounded roots behind that culture. Yes. So then bringing bringing somebody and throwing on them colorful clothing and actually having a advertising copywriter sort of write the lyrics as opposed to an artist or a rapper writing the lyrics themselves that's when you start to pinpoint on these issues the other side where rap shows up is then uh, you get your little charity gigs where people are doing things for like the causes and stuff mm. but then the what you get is what you get is these two things the, the the artists have to perform for like minimal cost maybe even free they don't mind doing that most of the time but then your audience is usually like moms and nice people who just like that you're talking about a cause he's a caring rapper yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you know this, and yeah. this, this it's not about that you know what I mean like because it's music regardless of the cause like can you be adventurous with the music over here they, 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 within being um, uh, edgy through addressing a political thing like a Um Kultum type of figure because mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the role model right yeah they're still playing it safe See, my mom listens to him, Kelthum. My mom listens to that whole song. But when I first told her about, like, say, Narsi, I mean, Nar- I talk about Narsi because for me, Narsi is like a mentor as an Iraqi artist who yes, kind of yes, did things, you know. That when I, I was I was buying, like, Narsi CDs when I was living in India and I struggled to, like, have a PayPal account to just get these CDs, my parents, like, would shut it down because the content mm-hmm. that no Narsi way, was man. talking about, you know, like, uh, anyways, we'll, not, we'll step away from the content. What When Narsi came down to Dubai... And I brought my mom out to the show. She had a big smile on her face, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Ah, oh, this guy's actually, you know, Iraqi, and Represent- he's representing yeah. what we're doing." In an artful, like. Yeah. So that's the thing. We go back to the point: is like, how do we reach these kids? How do we, how do we reach that audience that maybe doesn't have access to go to a club environment where there's alcohol sold, where people, you know, who wear hijab cannot attend the show and things like that? You take artists who are credible, respected in the region. And you bring them out, to, you know, whether it's lectures or workshops, and tell tell the bigger people, the corporates, that hip hop is not music related to gang wars, and that hip hop is poetry, and you're telling a story. So if everybody has a story, Habibi, they have chips in No, so yeah, basically make sure that people respect what you're doing as an art form, you know, mm. and maybe it's already been done. I don't know, but. There are ways to reach these kids and create a comfort zone for them to go tell their parents, I want to make beats, I want to rap, I want to so, write music. Yeah, so it's an educational the process fi- for fi- both, like, you know, be it, be it the older generations or the younger. Like, you got you to gotta educate them and sort of try to open their eyes to what is Sneak actually going on. Sneak it in. Well, hold on. The thing is, man, you got to play the poetry angle. And uh, that's the way, because um, I did, I, I got, because after I got a little bit bored with rap, I started going to these poetry Yeah, I remember shows, that. You know what I mean? It's very, it's cool, right? And when you start doing the poetry, but slow it down for them, like the rap, to slow it down for them to get it, especially if it's strong, people respond to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that um, it's not our type of crowd. You know what I mean? But you definitely change minds. There was one guy whose whose brother didn't like 
rap at all. He thought it was all stupid. And then after the performances on that night, he was like, okay, I can see what it is. You know what I mean? So perhaps people who start off as rap in this region need to uh, change rap and bring more poetry into it. You know what I mean? And I think that's what will change the perception but is, of the isn't the poetry the basis of it? It is, but then you have to revert back to what poetry is. means. The, the, the lyrics have to get poetic. Okay. Fair There's a different way. You know, you have and to have really reading, reading, you know, like, I mean... Yeah, something. Ultimately. It, how do you fit it together? Because in rap, you're, 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 you're on the metronome. You're on the sure. metronome. But poetry, you stretch it out over the metronome, right? So maybe maybe that's a new style that we have to pull off. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, the poetry aspect needs to be explored. Because this is this is how you'll get the respect of the old guy. Of course. And, and the, the young kids will... We'll look up to it. We'll look up to it and show their parents, Mama, Baba, look, this guy is doing poetry. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, really? You can go ahead and And that way you're related mm-hmm. back to the education exactly. programs, the literature, yeah. the, and uh, then you get respect. Yeah. And then it ties in with the, with the whole... Um, Khalil Gibran. Yeah. Exactly. It's because the, that's what they're proud of. Yeah. That's what this region is known for because Arabic, it's widely known huh, that this is one of the most poetic languages in the world it ever. Is, of course. Huh? People, there's quotes about Arabs and poetry. Yeah, you know is. what I'm trying to say? So when they see this half rap come through, yeah. obviously you can understand why they're like, eh, this is some dinky shit. Yeah. You know I mean? Like compared so, to the poetry they're that used they're, to. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, who is this royal. compared to this? Yeah. Is, uh, like like the, what they learned in school yeah. and what they studied. Why, yeah, would yeah. You, why would you follow English rap when there's Arabic poetry? Yeah. You understand? So you got to elevate the thing, man, because I don't, I don't think rap's going to work to shock and grab. Because so, the, there's Arab rap movement, huh? it's been going on for ages, but it has not done it. It hasn't grasped it the until, way. Until they went for the causes. Or oh, um, Syria had a problem, Iraq problem, duh, then Al Jazeera came. But Al Jazeera only came because it's newsworthy. It's interesting for them. You see what I'm trying to say? Hmm. To get the people is a different thing. That's what I'm saying. It's amazing how much good Arabic hip-hop there is in the world. Yeah. 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 I was like, I knew a little bit about it. You know, there was this show on MTV like six years back where a bunch of people participated. Like, Frederick came out. And yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I was Pop living now. in India at the yeah. time. Yeah. And, uh, you saw that, huh? I was, that's how I kind of connected with everybody. I started adding people like on Facebook or just like, so I knew Narsi, I knew Omar Fendem, and then there was for me Loki, which is an Iraqi British yeah. MC. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, He's I was sick, like, man. what's happening in the region? You know, I mean, I am a hip hop DJ and, I, you know, I represent Iraq and all, but what am I going to do when I go abroad? I'm going to play the same that everybody plays. So I got to like educate myself. I just, yeah, I watched that show. It was interesting. I added a few people on Facebook, but never really dived into it so much or like did the, did the history on like where it all started, you know, mm. until my recent travels to Amman where I met like, for me, like a... Hip, Farai school I met yeah. like a hip hop OG it was DJ Salto Sura Salto Sura so yeah. he Sura, kind yeah. of educated my ass. Mm. special episode of Motelecast where he took us through the history of Arabic hip hop and he, wow. we started the show as a track with you guys on it you know nice. so it was like we're, we're coming from Dubai we're playing in Dubai was uh, with Rickley Scott. Uh, okay. yeah. I don't know if it's a Dubai Minute or another one. I don't think not. So Dubai Minute is with Nicodemus. Nicodemus right? yeah, yeah, so it's another track. And anyways, so but he... Rickley Scott did the remix, so maybe that was it. Mm, maybe. Okay. But anyways, both you guys were on the track okay. and he had to pay props, you know, but yeah. we walked through the, like the sound and like how it all started with Ramallah Underground in Palestine and yeah. elevated to Egypt with Arab Nights and now there's like... There's so much Lebanon, like, 9, 6, dude. There's, there's a whole, there's so much, and within those things, there's the history and the drama and, and the conflicts. In each and country, by the way, it's still, it's still is, it's still going on. Yeah, and I still feel like it's a bottleneck that's about to pop up. Something, I was, but, I, was yeah. I was shocked with how much cool, like, 
great content there was and like the lyrics had meanings yeah, and yeah. people were actually talking about something educational uh, sharing their own message you know and of course you have the people who grew up abroad and they start doing their thing but it kind of fades off in a way sometimes it's not too relevant to the people who live in those cities exactly. you know yeah. and they're yeah. like oh, it's man, a disconnect he's not seen it you know but if you share your story from there in your to own here, way yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean so yeah but th- there's definitely some real Arabic hip hop that I there was like, amazed to like who are like I'm a fool you know I didn't know any of this I had no I, I kind of learned and now I play I play tracks in my sets you know I I try to like uh, sneak in a few Arabic I know some of the audience is like not all the time in other parties people know Arabic but yeah. you know what what about the guys who don't know English True. now I'm True. playing like English yeah. rap or reggae and so I, I'll sneak in a few you know like Khattaba or Bukathum there's a lot of young kids man yeah. like smashing it like yeah, there's a lot on you man yeah. uh, it's funny man back in the day uh, uh, Ramallah Underground <laughs> Aswad from Ramallah Underground uh, he was the roommate of, of Neil, Neil who was our DJ okay. so I didn't know who they were Neil you know, and like we just hang out with these guys, man, and they're doing some crazy, like, experimental industrial grade. Like, what is it? Nice. And then I met Boycott. I met Boycott, and then he came. We did a show together, and I didn't know really what Ramallah Underground is. And then over time, I realized Ramallah Underground is freaking huge, man. And in terms of respect, and Boycott to this day, he's like a he's a, he's a superstar, man. In terms of like what he's doing, he's, he's so progressive. He moves to LA now. For sure, for sure. Yeah. He's trying to hook him up. So I mean, he's yeah. He's a forward-thinking. Uh, both of them, the whole crew, they're all yeah. very, very yeah. forward-thinking. It's really interesting to meet guys like that. You know what I mean? But then that's interesting, right? Let's like to go back to one of our oldest uh, debate discussion points that we always revolve around is what's the the UAE or the Dubai sound, right? This is the because, question. Yeah, because like when with all these people they they have a unique sound to where to where they're to from, them, right? Yeah. But then for people like us, like. This is one of the most don't fit anyway. yeah, and this is one of the most diverse cities there is in the region, yeah. right? In terms of uh, sound, in terms of nationalities, so in terms of background, in terms exactly like in terms of history, like you can create a new mesh exactly. that hasn't been done. True, I agree with that. You know, the funny thing is, we explored this because we were with a sound engineer like last last year. We were working on trying to make a sound. It's it's harder than it is because if you're gonna if you're gonna do like Arabic infused music. The, the scales the maqams they don't, they don't match with different. the western yeah, yeah they're very I mean different. except when you use certain maqams but they'll limit you yeah so exactly. there's a lot of work that has to go into like fusing the two sounds but what happens with fusion is when you fuse it the wrong way it becomes cheese hmm. it becomes Kenny G music you know what I mean <laughs> which you don't want to do it's just no, like but I don't, you just took two things and put them together like the whole Asian underground thing with like in the UK and India like Asian Dub Foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. Medieval Pundits Karshkali where they're trying to like introduce their sound through the electronic sound, you know, and like, I mean, yeah, in ways it could go wrong, it could go it good, could go right. but you never know the, until the, the right, you know, producer and the right. Yeah, but yeah. but the, the thing right, is that like, e- even though unless unless people start experimenting, and it's like it's a trial and error. It is uh, approach to it. Like you got to keep messing with it. You got to keep experimenting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, I said this last time. Like I always give props to like what the kids are doing in Saudi. Yeah, like all they, these up and coming producers, even in terms of cinematography, in terms of sound, because what they started doing is they started adopting like the Saudi Shela sounds, which is like really old traditional Saudi music. 
But then they started recreate, like they take the inspirations from it and recreating that sound to fit who they are today. Yeah. And this is connecting your old generation, your mom and pops with the new kids. Like it, it, it's a whole new mesh of sound. So it, it's a trial and error. Like for Saudi, they've been doing this since like what, 2010 or even old, before that. And they're finally starting to get something out of it now. Mm. You know? I think the keys in the drum rhythms. <laughs> no, in your head. no, 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 because I feel like drums make styles. Do you agree or no? Uh, yes, right. Sure. Drums are making styles Dr- generally. When there's a certain drum rhythm, that's a style, right? A- Afrobeat, yeah. Azonto, then you True. get drum and bass, and it's always the drums. Yeah, so perhaps we went about it the wrong way. Okay, we need to figure out the rhythms of the region. You guys go back to the lab, Damar. He like this. Jordanian Palestinian beat maker. He produces most of the albums, like for some, like some of the sickest rappers. Everybody works with him. Damar, okay. I mean, he's like the fly low of our region. You know, Mukata and him are both like some of the. Really? Mm. But he's also a rapper, so he just launched a beat tape on Bandcamp. But yeah, I mean, no way. Can, I'll check that out. Yeah, ch- yeah, check that out. He definitely. Yeah. 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 Just like earlier, we were talking about Sufyan is also. Oh my God! Yo, you heard Sufyan? Yeah, I found Sufyan like somewhere. I don't know where. Like on one of these roundups, like top ten regional acts, or you know, like Whoa. in 2015, you usually see all these lists on different websites, and and I think this was like more focused on the Middle East or Arabic. Anyways. I found this guy's like this guy. Yeah, this guy's from Khartoum. I'm like, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Whiz, so I go, man. I go to his Bandcamp page. I download his tracks and I play them in the podcast. And then I f- stalked him on Facebook. It's like a straight-edged guy, you know, like yeah, making dope beats, you know. Like, and I sent him the mixtape, you know. I'm like, yo, I mean, I love your. Shit. I played like three of his tracks at the last Karak Beats, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm always like, when I find something like that, I, you gotta embrace it. And like, that's cool. You're a real digger, man. Yeah. Uh, the internet, thanks to the internet, the internet well, digital digger. Seriously, yeah. That's um, crazy. I mean, there's Sudani reggae artist coming on. Like, yeah. Like, who the hell is that? You know, yeah. my friend in Amsterdam messaged me saying, I'm coming to back a Sudanese reggae singer. Where? And like, we don't even know about him. Like. <laughs> so we got to go find Muhammad Ali and get him on the rhythm. Oh. Right? So this kind of, like, you're saying, like, you know, we don't even know about it, but that kind of goes to what you're saying. It's sort of really understanding your grassroots where you are, mm. right? It's not about really going out, performing outside. Or exactly. Yeah, and it's it's, it's really just, em- exactly, embracing it within here. Like, try to, you know, become the octopus, spread your arms out and try to connect with as many people as possible because... It's what I said, like, it, that's how you build that community, right? You know what I'm thinking, though? I'm thinking it's not so much... So, the the artist would then be thinking, I need to be locally known, yeah? I think what we do is, the artists need to come and build the community. Exactly. Like, that, the that intention be, is to build a community. But that's what I'm saying. Like, your end goal should be to start creating that community, bringing people the together. Way, as the opposed to, Yeah, so it's more of... What can I do to improve my, and build the community as opposed to what can I do for myself? myself it's not going to work alone. I exactly. God, you can't do work. that. Because it's, people have been doing that f- up till now. It doesn't work. Same pattern. It's not going to work. Change the model. You have yeah, to change so the model. A lot man. of people yeah. are insecure here, you know? Because fear, no scarcity. Like everybody jacked my style. That dude started this. I originated turntablism. I did that. Like, yo, you know, it's, if, you, if you're good at something, if you're trying to get good at something, just do it. Focus on you. Let everybody else do their thing, you know? Mm. You could keep fighting everyone else or just you be with everyone else and, like, kind of just do your thing, you know? Mm. So the main point is to be comfortable and confident with who you are 
and then you slowly kind of get rid of that fear of that other people might come into the city and kind of make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. but the idea is to make you feel uncomfortable in a way because, because if you're not uncomfortable you, grow, right? yeah. you can't challenge yourself to yeah. become better you know yeah, yeah, so that's true you know get out there try to keep getting better and yeah just do your thing you know like mm-hmm. do you instead of like looking at the face like hit us do you but yeah I mean God bless the UAE yes sir man really loved uh kicking it with you man and having this conversation like yo you took us through a whole journey of time experiences stories if you want to listen to more mixes come out to Karak Beads come check it out
continue the conversation with the guys at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Dukan Show. Subscribe to the show on your iTunes and Stitcher to stay up to date. And if you like what you hear, give it a rating. Dukan is hosted by OT, Ashad, and Toothless. You can also reach them on their personal social media profiles at OT Official and at Ershad underscore INI. And you can also reach Toothless at soundcloud.com slash Firas Ibrahim. Salam.
plan The one you let hit it and never called you again Remember when he told you he was about to Benjamins You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin Now you think you really gon' pretend Like you wasn't down and you called him again Plus when you give it up so easy you ain't even fooling him If you did it then, then you probably can Talking out your neck saying you're a Christian I'm a slam sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a trend girlfriend Let me break it down for you again You know I only said cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin baby girl Respect is just the minimum And you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen It's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin Look at where you be in Hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails done by Koreans Come again To the man, or concerned with his rims and his Tims and his women, him and his men. Come in the club like hooligans, don't care who they your fan, Papa Yang. Like you got yeah. Let's not pretend. The one to pack pissed out by the waist, man. Chris out by the casement. Still the name of this basement. The pretty face man claiming that they did a bit, man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child supports late. Money taking heartbreaking. Now you wonder why women hate me. The sneaky silent man. The punk domestic violence man. The quick to shoot the semen. Stop acting like boys and be men. How you gonna win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? How you gon' win when you ain't right with them? Uh-uh, come again. Come again. 